You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey lovers, I'm Reese Ray. And I am T. Welcome to another lovely episode of Love Job Podcast. Um, what's been going on with you, T? Okay, so before we jump into what we have been up to, when you hear this episode, it will be June. And so in the month of June, it is tea day, <laughs> my birthday on the 4th. Hey. <laughs> it is also Pride Month. So we want to say happy Pride to all of our LGBTQIA family. We love y'all and y'all better turn up. June is also Black Music Month. And, you know, we love us some good music. And if y'all haven't already, check out our playlist. We have three for your listening pleasure. <laughs> yes. And also, um, we're going to get into the topic a little bit later for what also the month of June represents as well. But as for me, the last time we recorded, I had attended Bree and Colin wedding walking into Williams yes again congratulations to Bree and Colin went down to North Carolina to celebrate with Bree's family and friends and it was a beautiful wedding I had an amazing time met some really great people saw some people that I haven't seen in a couple of years and I you know got a chance to read introduced myself to Brie in person because we met years before but we just didn't really know who we were mm-hmm. back then and I finally got to meet our co-founder Candace in person and Candace is such an amazing person yes, never miss never misses an opportunity just to pour into you to love up on you I got a chance to meet Mike her husband meet London and Taj Taj ain't here for nobody's nonsense, child. Listen. Oh, the kids were too. Yep. The kids were there. Yes. And London was one of the flower girls. Oh, that melts my little heart. Yes. And she did an amazing job um, by, you know, she was the only flower girl that actually threw flowers. (laughs) Brie had her... um, three nieces in the wedding and two her twin nieces mercedes and mecca they were throwing flowers at her <laughs> they were so happy they were throwing flowers at their auntie <laughs> and her uh fourth flower girl was just happy to be there so it was and that's very the baby, baby right mm, she might have been the youngest out of the bunch or her and uh london may have been the same age Okay, okay. Because I know that she has a niece. I don't even think she's quite one, or she may be just one. Jade, yes, Jade was yeah. there. Okay. Yep, she was there with her daddy. And then oh. she just and she just welcomed another new niece that was born the other day into her family, yes. baby Tony. Yeah, so it was it was a great time. Um I continue me being out in these streets like outside outside um, I went to brunch this past Saturday with my cousins and my brother and we had a great time uh the french toast was some white people shit I ain't never seen no french toast look like that before in my life oh um so yeah um 
I'm going to try to figure out how to do like a vlog on uh, my TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. gonna figure it out. Um, I also attended a concert Thursday. So yeah, let's talk about booked and busy. I've been booked and busy the last couple weekends. So I also attended the concert at City Winery. My boy Raheem Devon. It was a really great concert. He did an amazing job. His set was wonderful. The aunties was acting up up in there. Yeah, I was bro. I was I was cracking up. I was a little bit disappointed that the food that they have for concerts is like standard bar food. And I was expecting the food that I saw on the menu that I looked up before I went there. So I would have had to go upstairs and, and eat upstairs for me to get that type of meal. Um, the seating arrangement, I wasn't too happy about. Um, the tables are very small for four people to sit at a table for a concert plus plates of food and drinks. So, um, yeah, even though I didn't like seating arrangement, I did like the the intimate setting for a concert and I would definitely go again. How about you, Reese? Okay. So, um, I did go to uh, 85 South. I went to one of their concerts that came here in St. Louis. Uh, it was fun. Um, <laughs> the funnest thing is uh, they were talking and joking with one of the older, is the older man that works in the stadium that it was in. And uh, they were just, you know, cracking jokes on him like they normally do. He's an older white man. You could tell he's good in his 70s. And, um, they asked him what his name was, and he said Big Dick and walked away <laughs> with a pimp, like you know how they swing that arm, and then tore me up because like a little like, strut. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> sir, how did you know to say that? But um attended that. I've been working um working at a hotel overnight, and then I'm still doing my trucking, so uh, you know, my theme is Rick Ross every day I'm hustling, period. Um, I've been outside too. I've attended a few events, um, you know, where I dressed up nice. I had a award ceremony for my uh friend. She won one of the young leaders of St. Louis Awards. So, you know, dressed up real uh business glitzy. Um and then I went to, uh, we had a rooftop event at the city museum that we have. So it was real high girl, hoochie mama shorts. Um, it's been a fun time. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy because life's too short and we live in a crazy world. So I've been just enjoying it. Um, you know, I'm, I want to be fuck nigga free, but I want to be single. That's all I'm going to say because I don't know the words of the song. Let's go. That's all I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much been up with me uh, working and just enjoying life for real. Um, June is um, Pride Month, Tia Month, because I, I got a feeling. Hey. It's a birthday one day, but. I got a feeling. She's going to be like, oh, well, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this, girl. Oh, yes. I do turn up the whole yeah. entire month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, month. Um, Black Music Month. It is also Men's Health Month and Mental Health Month. So that's what we're going to talk about um, on to, uh, this, this month's episode is Men's Health and Mental Health. 
Um, I wanted to talk about those subjects anyway because we've mentioned it a few times in a few past episodes uh, of mental health and men's health. Uh, I'm going to start with men's health first because you don't really notice a lot of men that go to the doctor or they go to the doctor when it's, I hate to say it, but they they go when it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you should go just to make sure all, all, your, all your things are functioning correctly. They'll go when um, they get with someone, they want to settle down and they want to have a baby, but she already got a kid. You trying to make a kid with her. So it probably not her. It may be you. But you don't mm-hmm. know this because you ain't been to the doctor unless you, you know, going to get checked for STD or whatever the case may be. Um, so I did a survey with a few of the men that I know. I didn't take any names. Just made a little Google survey and uh, I asked a few questions. Um, the first question was, how old are you? The men who took my survey uh, ranged between 31 and 50 years old. Uh, 53.8% of them are 31 to 40 and 46.2 is 41 to 50. Um, I asked, what's your relationship status? It was single, married, divorced, widowed, on my future shit, (laughs) or ready to (laughs) settle down. Um, 38.5% are married, 7.7%. Uh, or divorced, 7.7% are ready to settle down, and for, uh, 46.2% are single. Um, it says, uh, how often have you seen a medical professional? Uh, weekly, bi-monthly, oh, sorry, weekly, bi-weekly, semi-monthly, because those are two things some people don't know that, uh, monthly, quarterly, annually. 53.8% say annually. That's the problem right there. Um, to me, because I feel like you should at least be going every six months, like you go to the dentist or maybe quarterly, but that's just me. Um, 38.5% say they go quarterly and 7.7% says they go weekly. Um, and then have you been diagnosed with a medical condition by a medical professional? 69.2% say no. 30.8% says yes. Uh, have you had an STD or an STI? Um, the responses were yes, no, maybe. She came back from the doctor clear, so I'm clear too. None of them answered that last one. Thank you, God. Um, <laughs> 61.5% say no. 7.7% say maybe. And 30.8% say yes. Um, do you know your me- do you know your family medical history? Uh, yes, no, we don't talk about medical issues in my family. 30.8% said no. 15.4% says we do not talk about medical issues in my family. And five, uh, 53.8% says yes. The next question was, uh, do you use the condom? Why or why not? Um, the answers vary because I had them fill in. Uh, mm-hmm. One says I'm, I'm, a no- I'm monogamous. The other one, um, there's another one that said most of the time, no, honestly, it feels better without. One says, no, I'm married. Um, the other one says, no, I'm not randomly having sex. Four people said yes, or five people said yes. One person said yes and no. Um, one person said yes because safety and child support is expensive. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one said yes for my protection. 
The next question was, with heart disease being the leading cause of death for Black men, do you ask questions about it during your wellness visit with your doctor? Um, two of them said yes. Three of them said no. So not all of the guys answered the, the, this question. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question, Chad, um, Chadwick Boseman died from colon cancer in his early 40s. Um, did his pastor make you want to make your uh get your colon checked earlier than 40? Uh, three of them said no, two of them said yes, one of them said yes, it actually made me more aware of colon cancer. Okay, so with these, and these are um, these are per in my eyes they're good black men and i didn't like select them i just was like in my phone text messaging made the survey and sent it to these men um or via um facebook i did send because i did make a post and asked about did anyone want to help but um back to how often are you seen by a medical professional i feel like everybody not just men should be seen by a medical professional more than once a year 365 days is a long time. You never know what can happen in between that time. So the little tingle in your toes, uh, it, it may be gout, but you may just think, oh, I've uh, been working on my feet all day. You get what I'm saying? Or And that's what a lot of Black men have, gout, heart disease. Um, I've talked about it before. I've known at least... I could think of off the top of my head three men that were under the age of 40 that died of a heart attack. Two of those men were under the age of 35. And I feel like if they would have seen a medical professional um, just on some checkup type stuff, mm-hmm. they may, may have could have saved their lives. That's yeah. just my um, And we, 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 we I'm not gonna say we, but I will say in a minute, niggas get on my nerves, but we still love y'all. We still want y'all around. So getting checked up or getting a checkup or getting a routine um going in with your doctor is is okay to me because you know, we, we want you to be alive, we want you to be healthy. It's a lot of underlying issues, just everyday stuff that you may not think of. Um they could lead to something that that may end your life. Um, I, I just, I don't know. And I feel like men don't really take it serious unless they see, unless it happens to somebody in their family or um, they big homie, like something happened to him type stuff. If that makes sense to you, T? T? Yes, it does. I'm sorry. I had to get a swallow of water. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to be coughing in our listeners' ears, but Sometimes it, it will prompt them to, you know, want to see a medical professional if something happens to somebody they truly care about. But then there's also sometimes it's just like a fleeting thought. Like, they're like, damn, like that's messed up. Or like, I wish I could have did something, you know, to help them out better. And then by the next week or so, they are going back to, you know, their normal lives. Mm-hmm. And so they, they don't follow through with taking something like that seriously and you would think especially with it hitting so close to home whether it's a homie or a sibling you know or another extended family member but mm-hmm. not everybody feel that it's, it's important enough 
for them to do so. But the men who do make an effort to go and, you know, get themselves checked out more regularly or anything that they may have had problems with, they've been putting off for quite some time and they start to take, you know, better care of themselves by addressing the issue. You know, we applaud that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because my thing is this men are so critical to women and and women have it hard in the health industry too I feel like um, they are uh, the same where they say um, black men to police is how black women to medical professionals are you have some good ones in there, but at the same time, um, it, the rate is low. So you you could be walking around here with, um, you know, you, you could consider it heartburn, but it might be your gallbladder fucked up. But you don't know that because you ain't been to the doctor. You just know it it hurts when you eat spicy shit. Or again with the gout. Um, I didn't really know nothing about gout. Um, except for everybody hates Chris. I don't know. Did you watch okay. that? I love it. Yeah. Remember the daddy always used to get gout when he used to eat like certain stuff? Yeah, because I think he had um hypertension, high blood yeah. pressure. But who who knew anything about gout otherwise that? And then my grandfather ended up getting it. And it's like, oh, you eat every time you eat this certain thing, that's when you got flare up. You don't need to be eating it. Yeah. The first time that I learned about gout was from my great aunt. She suffered from it, but she was also not an active person. Mm-hmm. Didn't really leave her bed because she didn't work. Didn't really leave her bed, like her bed, not even just her bedroom, but just her bed. And um, she had passed what was it six years ago yes it'll be six years ago in october so that was the first time i had heard about it but then also just in general having a conversation with a man a couple years ago he was just talking about you know how it's important for him to you know make sure his kids got glasses they get you know their eye exams regularly getting glasses go to dentist blah 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 so i was like so what about you I said, how often do you go to the doctor? Oh, I, I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm like, why? I'm just concerned about my kids. I'm like, okay, well, yes, you want your kids to be healthy, but they also need you to be a healthy parent as well. They need you around. So right. you should start taking your health more seriously. And then there's some men who have a legitimate fear, some women too, but mm-hmm. some men have a legitimate fear like, oh, well, if I go to the doctor about one thing, they're going to tell me about three other things that's wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, if they tell you about three other things that's wrong, that is what I would consider hopefully early detection right. so that it doesn't become a, a huge health problem or it might be unfortunately too late later on down the line. So it's just better, you know, and I'm glad that you asked that question about like tag with Bozeman. Cause like for me, that was a complete and total shock. I remember when he did that live. And he looked noticeably different, looked very small, looked very frail. But I didn't say anything. But sometimes 
as sometimes black people we have a habit like, oh, he looks sick. Mm-hmm. It's just it just comes natural for us to say that. But then there was other people that was going in so badly that he ended up deleting that live. And then you know we find out that he died from colon cancer, and it became a big shock to us because he's in his early forties. And even when it comes to breast cancer screening, mm-hmm. you don't start getting mammograms until you're 40. The only time that you can get it before 40, if you have a history of breast cancer in your family, and even that's a struggle to yeah. try to get your mammograms early. But, you know, it's, you know, we have to talk about it. I know that everybody like, oh, God, the white man. But <laughs> medical racism is a thing. Yes. Somatic, somatic racism is a thing. A lot of black people end up succumbing to a lot of these diseases because we, we didn't get early detection. Or when we learned about it, might have been at a wellness visit, they had to run some more tests. We learned about it and it's, it's too late. We had stage three, stage four, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we are at a disadvantage as black people in general about a lot of things. But yeah, that colon cancer. Um, you know, Chadwick Boseman passing away from it. Even Aretha Franklin, she passed away from colorectal cancer too, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so, you know, that's a scary thing because most people say once you get cancer in your colon, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Very few people, if anybody, you know, they don't come back from that. Like, it is, (laughs) it is basically a death sentence for you. So, you know, I'm I'm happy that you did get some really great feedback from the men that you surveyed, even if, you know, the answer was no for some things that are important. At least we're having a conversation. We're getting the conversation started because this can also lead to follow-up conversations to say, hey, you know, I read this statistic or just knowing about medical racism. And also if you have kids or even if you don't have kids, if you have nieces, if you have nephews, you have little cousins who God parent, you know, you might be a God parent or a God brother or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Or just not even just thinking about children in general, just you want to live for yourself. You want to live your absolute best life. And that's more than just the material things in life. Definitely. That's about having a good quality of life as well. So, yes, I'm glad that you got the men talking. You know, I, I was actually not expecting that high of a percentage of men who do use condoms, <laughs> but we, we got the men talking. Um, I don't know. Just, I mean, at first I used to kind of lean into what men were saying. I was like, oh, it feels different. Oh, it feels better. But honestly, to me, it doesn't. My issue is that a lot of condoms stink. Mm-hmm. I don't want to smell like no rubber tire. That's my issue with condoms. But for the most part, this is just me. I can't speak for everybody else. To me, I don't really feel that much of a difference. Because if the sex is good, the sex is good. Whether you use a condom or not. You know, but uh, sometimes that skin-to-skin contact is very nice. But I also could have slipped up quite a few times and it was only the lord that protected me from not having a baby by f boy because i would have killed him i would have been on snap girl i promise you i would have been on snapped 
I'd be in jail. <laughs> Talk about love drought. And be love locked up. <laughs> but no, um, you know, I have done a lot of, um, made a lot of rash decisions in the moment. I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a rash decision in the moment, but I really was surprised at the percentage of men who actually do wear condoms and even men who actually go to the doctor, even if it's, you know, yeah, um, so, annually. Um, again, the men that I chose, I didn't say, oh, I know that they'll answer this way. I legit just was like, oh, let me just send this. I'm just sending this to people, just send this to people. And um, the answer is like, shocked the hell out of me because um i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting them to uh one i know y'all niggas was there oh that's number one because you know i I wasn't expecting it they they look good for their age i'm gonna just say that um i know that some of them were married um I didn't know uh, that they would be honest about, you know, the STD thing. Because, you know, some dudes would be like, yeah, some dudes would be like, no. Uh, mm-hmm. And then as far as, like, knowing your medical history, uh, us as women, we get with men, we think, like, oh, they're great. Um, he's a good provider, a good father, yada, yada, yada. You get pregnant, and they asking you these questions about your family line. You can answer something that's in your family, but when you ask him, he like, shit, I don't know. Right. Like, shit, I don't know. Um, Because, and I'm going to use me, for example. I'm going to get personal on two levels uh, today. So, when I was pregnant with Raylan's dad, with Raylan, her I'm asking her dad these questions and a lot of the questions was, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the only thing that he knew was his brother has autism. Okay. And his brother is, I want to say he's two years older than him. So he like 38. Mm-hmm. He has autism. So that's the only thing that he really knew. He didn't know anything else. And at that moment, I was like, damn, like, you don't know nothing. Like, you don't know if nobody got high blood pressure, like none of that. Uh, it was high br- blood pressure. And uh, what is it when the skin uh, it is kind of white and black? Um, I, I could never pronounce it correctly, but I know what you mean. I want to say vitiligo, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. That's how I pronounce it. Okay, well, cool. That's how we're going to pronounce it today. No offense, nobody, but um, his grandfather had it. So those are only two conditions that he really knew. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and it's like, damn, like, do your family sit down and talk about health stuff? Because granted, growing up with my grandparents, they from, they're they're southern grandparents. They don't have nothing past the middle school education, but they knew about their health. So mm-hmm. I knew that's how I knew about health stuff. But um, with him, he was like, he didn't know nothing. So that's what you have to think about when you bring kids in the world. You have to, because they ask these type of questions. Do you know if you have sickle cell? Do you know if you have leukemia? Do you know any type of stuff, you know, runs in your family? Otherwise, high blood pressure and diabetes. Because that's what mm-hmm. black people are. That's the only thing they know. High blood pressure and diabetes. Um, uh, the other personal point was, um, breast cancer. Men have breast cancer too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have my bout with breast cancer. 
um, it wasn't as serious as Breeze was, but um, I had to have um, a minor surgery. I had to go through rounds of chemo, which is not fun at all. Um, and you would be surprised. I had an uncle when I was about 10 or 11, he passed away from breast cancer. And I did not understand that because he's a man. He don't have breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, I feel like in the health field, certain stuff shouldn't have an age gap on it. Right. Um, as far as like the breast thing, cause I, I only found out because I did have, um, a lump in my breast, which I thought was, um, like a cyst or a boil. And it turned out it wasn't. Um, and then with my uncle, like we would have pool parties cause they lived in Detroit. They had a pool in their backyard and we would have pool parties and he wouldn't have a shirt on, but you know, he still has nipples. I, I, I know this probably sounds weird, but so how am I supposed to know that he has breast cancer this whole time mm-hmm. that we were, every time we went there, he would be like, Oh, he's going to the doctor and he'll be gone for like hours on end. But it never, clicked to me until I got older I was like damn he was going to chemo he had breast cancer I, uh, what the hell so detections on that um on the colon which they try not to touch one until like people are like 55 so you're like a senior citizen um but I also know people who are my age and younger a little bit younger in their thirties. I'm going to say, I'm not, I don't know anyone in their twenties, but in their thirties that are on blood pressure medication. And, um, and these are not heavy people. That's, that's a misconception there also. Um, because you weigh more, um, is because you weigh more that you have high blood pressure. Got a friend that's a stick figure. She got high blood pressure. The the two of the men that passed away that were under 40, they one was playing basketball. Okay. Playing basketball. This man was wasn't heavy at all, didn't have any type of good. He didn't have a six pack, but he didn't have a good either. And mm-hmm. had a heart attack while playing basketball. Wow. I know a little boy. Um he wasn't a little boy, he was a teenager, about 13, 14 years old. One of my um one of the girls I went to school, high school with, her son, he had a heart attack. He had the heart of an 80-year-old uh man. And he was playing basketball. After practice, he complained about chest pains, and that's how he passed away. Mm. And you know, kids mm. go to the doctor every year. If you play in the sport, the kids, or especially the boys, they're um they have to take a physical to know that their their body and their heart is able to um maneuver through whatever f- f- physicalities that the sport calls for. So he's went through these physicals, he's with them, went through the training, he's went through all of that, and he still had a heart attack. How was it not detected? questions we may never know um along with men's health is mental health uh and i'm i'm not on no bashing type thing but a lot of these men need to seek 
a therapist. Because mm-hmm. they mental not all the way there. Certain certain things, yes, we all have traumas and triggers, but you should not be mad that Alicia from kindergarten did not like you. So she was like, oh, you ugly. So now you don't like light skinned girls. Like it, it shouldn't be that your mama left you. Um, your mama didn't take care of you, so now all women are bitches. Like you, you shouldn't walk around with that that this psyche. The world already hard on you. Let some of that shit go. Seek, seek a therapist. That's I, 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 everybody should seek a therapist. But I feel like black men, um, they are held to a certain type of standard, also. So mm-hmm. y'all really should be going to see therapists too. Killing, killing women because they don't want to give you their number or um, because they're turning you down. For what? I just saw a video on Instagram where um, a dude is recording and it's a girl. She's talking to her friend and it's a dude, two dudes behind her. One of the dudes got a cup in his hand and he's looking at the dude with the camera and he tosses the drink up and the drink falls on the girl. She looks up and then she looks around and she see the dude who she didn't um turned down and she throws her drink at her throws her drink at him his friend looking at her like she crazy you just sat here and watched your friend throw a drink on her because she turned him down you don't see nothing wrong with that then before she even before that you saw he was he was about to hit her right, right. before she stopped him yeah mm-hmm. and, and the dude recording or whoever was recording you wrong too Yep, all parties involved is wrong. And and that triggered me from two incidents where I was out. Mm-hmm. One, I was out. It seemed like I got like a sign on my forehead for niggas to try me when I'm out. It's an apparent reason. But one situation, I was at a birthday party for a guy I went to school with. And one of his frat brothers, I don't know if he was trying to dance with me, talk to me, whatever like that. And I wasn't having it. He threw his drink on me. And so I looked at, like, I was ready to put hands on him. And I'm looking at them like, yo, y'all not going to do nothing. And they didn't do anything. And I'm like, oh, so this is how y'all roll? Y'all ain't got to worry about me ever coming to another function of y'all's. So that was that. Then the second situation that happened, I was at a a hood spot for my peoples. And some dude came up to the bar and was pulling my hair. And again, I'm on my feet ready to fight and my people is all around i'm like y'all not gonna do nothing like first of all if it was like my brother or you know my dad it you know they would have turned it out but it is like my cousins i'm like y'all really not gonna do nothing y'all see this man just come to the bar and assault me pull my hair so when when men say not all men they be lying they be complicit they don't do nothing they just stand there and just watch a man assault a woman and it's just crazy and even with what you're saying about them um you know being butthurt about something that happened like i don't know what it is about eighth grade or seventh grade no seventh grade i don't know what it is about the seventh grade but a lot of men they have not gotten over some girl hurting me feelings from seventh grade and they feel like just dogging women out and it's it's a problem it is a problem. And I hate to call y'all fatherless, but y'all love doing it to women. 
but y'all y'all have some serious issues that need to be addressed from your childhood and they need to be unpacked in therapy it really does and talking in a barbershop is not therapy Mm-mm. a lot of a lot of conversation i mean a lot of friendships that men have with other men are very surface level they're not really having those deep conversations or because they pissed about them not being able to get women or whatever like that, then they want to start a podcast. <laughs> and then and just girl, that, that's a okay. Let me let me address something. When I was 21, um I was catching the bus to work and a dude was trying to talk to me. At the time I had a boyfriend, me and him was on the phone. He um he was meeting me at the bus station to pick me up to take me to work because he was getting off work. Like our schedules just collided where it was a gap. I had to be at work, so in order for me to be at work in time, I had to catch the bus to a certain location and he'd take me from there. So me and him on the phone and the dude was like, Hey, can I get your number? Yada yada yada. And I'm like, No, you know, I got a boyfriend. I'm actually on the phone with him now. Dude walks away, comes back, and he said he's like trying to go in. I'm like, no, nah, I got a boyfriend. And I just left it at that. Dude turns around and punched me in my face. I had just got what? this job. Yes, honey. I just got this job and he punched me in my face. At this time, I carried a knife on me. So, you know, my 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 thing is to pull the back blade out, cut, cut, and go on by my business. Um it's hella dudes around and nobody said nothing. And it was more of a, like you said, it was more of a damn type shit as opposed mm-hmm. to like, dude, why you put your hands on her? She ain't do nothing to you. And I was sitting down at that. I wasn't even standing up. I was sitting down. So um, I ended up cutting them twice, like, um, like not in the, like in the kind of stomach, but like kind of to the side. I don't know what the area called. The police were less than 20 feet away. Or I'm going to give them 20 feet. They were 20 feet away and decided to give me a ticket because I shouldn't have had a knife at the bus stop. What? But this man just punched me in my face and y'all not going to do nothing? Like, absolutely nothing. Yes. Police can be very useless when it comes to protecting women I remember when I was trying to get a restraining order on an ex-boyfriend. And when I say the police are useless, Man. they are useless. They are useless. And, and I was like, never mind. Domestic, uh, domestic violence, uh, women, they take matters into the, to their own hands. Mm-hmm. But you, rejection shouldn't trigger you to have a mental breakdown. Reje- rejection shouldn't trigger you to like show your ass. That's just me. Because to me, your mental not right. Like, and, and, and if that if you know that something's wrong, which you're grown, you know, go seek help. It's nothing wrong with getting help. I was talking to a dude once before. Um, his mama left him to run the streets and left him with his daddy. He goes and marries a woman that's just like his mother. She mm-hmm. cheated on him and um, left the baby with him. Like, she she was a messed up individual, but um, this is something else I'm going I'm, to I'm tab into. 
guys try to go for women who look good on paper or they look good um, physically and it's not what their soul needs or wants or is fitting for them. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, she may look good, but if she giving you all the signs that she's going to be a fucked up parent, that she's a fucked up person, how many tries do you have to give that person before you just say, damn, and then you want to take that trauma and baggage to somebody else? Because if somebody's yeah. showing me that, oh, they're not going to be a good father or they're not going to be there for my child and... Um, I'm like, oh well, that's just how he is, or maybe he'll grow out of it. Quit seeing the potential in people. Potential will have your mental fucked up. Period. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was something else I had wanted to mention too. You had sent you sent it to me about maybe two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was the clip of Pastor T D Jakes talking about men needing to know that they can trust you with their heart. And I had, I responded. I said, you know, he made some valid points in the video. However, I, as a kid, I say, I call cat because women, for the most part, allow a soft space for men, but men do not always allow a soft space for women. So when we want to talk to, this is not all men. We're not like that. When we do try to have conversations with men, like deep, meaningful conversations, what do they say? I'm cool, I'm fine, I'm good, and you're not. But we do allow that space for a lot of men to express themselves and to feel like they can trust that they can trust us with their hearts. So, like seeing that the clip of that video from a sermon of his, I just like I I call cat on this because women do. They allow that, but you have to allow yourself to want to put your guard down. And the same could be said about women. A woman could be, you know, all hardcore around her man, like, nope, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But are you a person that she can feel safe with as well? You see what I'm saying? It's not about a battle of sexes, but everything that you can say about a woman, can they provide that to you? We can say the same thing about men as well. But what we want for all parties involved who you date we want healthy whole people that make healthy whole relationships not perfect but healthy relationships so even when you come into conflict about something you're able to talk it out so work it out let's get back to actually having conversations with each other because it's a lot of people that are mad girl i mean just i might not interact with you know, something I see that's a, sometimes people be doing it because any attention is good attention in their book mm-hmm. and they look, they desperate for engagement. But there are a lot of people that are walking around very angry. A lot of men, like it's scary to it me. Is. But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, happy they are exposing themselves because I'm like, thank you for putting it out there. That you, that you feel this way, that you think this way. Like that means I don't ever need to be bothered with you. I don't ever need to see your tweets come across my timeline. And then sometimes all you got to do is this. Anytime you see something crazy that somebody tweeted, just just people in their profile. Check their timeline. A lot of people are very unwell. Man. And it's, it's borderline violence because you know they are the type of person that will put hands and feet on a woman. 
You just know. And so going back to um going back to the clip that I sent you. Um, I agree with it. I wouldn't say it's necessarily capped because you do have women that will allow a man to be vulnerable. And once that man breaks down, the minute they get into it, they bring up all that man's issues. Uh, but men do it too. Because mm-hmm. it just like it's a bitter baby mama, it's bitter men. And I'm not even going to say bitter baby daddies. There's bitter men out here too. Um, so I'm not going to say it's capped, but I, I've seen it done before where um and, and you learn this man's weakness and you turn him down from it but that also goes again with pick somebody who you don't just jump into stuff because the sex good don't just jump in stuff because it's convenient for you um which i think is mentally wrong is when men get married or get in a relationship because it's the quote-unquote right thing to do are you making it work for your kids? You mentally fucking up your kids. Mm-hmm. Are mentally going up, going, going through it yourself. Just because all oh, y'all was high school sweethearts and y'all had a baby, don't necessarily mean that y'all need to stay married because it's a lot of growth there. And it sometimes it just doesn't work. Life, life not gonna be perfect for everybody. It might look good on TV, but what's on TV is definitely an illusion. Another um, thing is, so I know a lot of people don't be on Clubhouse, um, but I I still frequent there every every now and then. There was a room uh, that was labeled Black Women Ain't Shit. I like posted a screenshot um, of it on my Instagram stories probably like a few days ago or whatever. And it's like you came from a black woman. So what in your right mind makes you think that it's okay to say black women ain't shit? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's uh, most American black women are worthless. That's what it was. Same difference. Right. Connected was a video black woman. Black women needs to shut up. That's again, these these young men that get a platform and get a podcast and think, oh, well, let me tell y'all why black women ain't shit. So your mama ain't shit? Your 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 greasy ass grandma ain't shit either. Like your bald head ass auntie ain't shit either. Or is it just the women that you date? Because again. Men go for, I don't see a lot of men going for women that pleases them um, in the form that feeds their soul. I, I see them going for what society tells them, which is fucked up to me. And, you know, I live by fuck what society talking about. Mm-hmm. Because there is no way in hell that you with somebody, you marry them, but you going outside your marriage to, like, get sex from everybody else because you don't have sex with your wife. You married her, so why don't you have sex with her? Or maybe I'm wrong. T, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, mm-hmm. tell me if I'm wrong. No. That's a myth. That's a myth. You've been fed that what you need to do, and that's not what you your soul and your heart wants. You got to... Man, I don't know. And, and that's where the whole to me, mental thing kicks in because 
if if you was I ain't gonna say one with yourself, but if you got a little bit a little bit more guidance from like a therapist or um I don't know if people still go to their pastors or preachers or bishops for, you know, counseling, but if you got a little help outside, then maybe you will see where stuff is wrong yet. Cause I feel like Bensu and your and your physical health go together. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. It does. Cause even just thinking about work, when you are <laughs> in mentally not doing well, that affects your physical body. Mm-hmm. Make you sick, you know, it can make you irritable. All of those things, it, it most definitely go hand in hand. It definitely does. So we we just also want to let our listeners know that this is not the type of platform where we bash men. Y'all should know this by now. We haven't had any type yeah. of, you know, any episodes like that. But we just wanted to make it clear, just in case you might think that we do. We don't. We want collectively, we want better for all of us. Yeah. We want better for all of us. We want men to start taking their physical health more seriously you want them to start taking their mental health more seriously and now i kind of gotta like walk back a little bit of um what i said about the clip of the video from tdj uh, bishop tdj sermon being cat because me i have been told not that i would throw something back up into a man's face i probably would have but i have been told even just in how i handle a man sometimes the way that I talk to them, I talk to them like they are less than. Make them feel like less of a man. And I didn't see it that way. I'm like, you know, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> and they like, you know, you're like, yo, like you talking to me real greasy and that's not cool. And naturally, I'm like, I don't care. Get it together. But, you know, I've been told that. And even in the pregame, I was talking with Reese about you know <laughs> the last recording mm-hmm. I was down for whatever with this one guy then the weekend before we was going to see each other he was saying some stuff that we could not get on the same page about and I just deaded it anything that could have possibly happened did not happen so no I didn't waste the wax because I still like to get wax regardless <laughs> so I didn't waste a wax, but I am quick to dead a situation now, and that's because I've spent many years being long suffering when it comes to men, yeah. and it has done nothing but hurt me in the long run. And there's nothing wrong with deading something that you know is not going to serve you, but I need to find balance, and I haven't found that yet. So there's always room for growth, always room for improvement, but I'm willing to do the work. That's the thing. I am willing to do that, but right now, I just when I say I change my mind about somebody, I don't go back on it. I mean that, and there's no coming back from that for that person. I be like, Mm-mm, nope. Whereas before, they be like, well, give him a chance. The last dude I gave a chance was talking about going Dutch on some tacos. <laughs> that was the third and final time he was gonna play in my face. 
Yeah. So yeah. So you know, there's you know, there's those situations, but I would consider that a one-off. But I am willing to to find some balance and when I can debt a situation and when if I feel that I have some type of investment by way of liking that man, that I can say, okay, here are some things and some thoughts you have that are a little bit problematic, but let's talk about it. And then we can come to a healthy medium and they have a teachable spirit and they're willing to change how they think and their perspective about something, then we cook them with grease. But if not, then you just move on to the next. And and that's the thing. Um, I think that women, uh, well, I ain't gonna say all, uh, most women can get over um, a breakup. Like, we ain't gonna never forget. But Mm -hmm. we could get over it. Men, and I hate to say it like this, and I've always said this, men are bitterer (laughs) than women. They, um, and and they're nosier than women. They lurk more than women. And I can't understand why you can't let certain stuff go. But again, if you wasn't taught to let certain things go, or you wasn't taught, um, I guess, boundaries. Because to me, boundaries go with mental too. Um, if mm-hmm. you wasn't taught boundaries, then you wouldn't know that you you don't have to spaz when you reach rejection. A woman can't get rejected and they won't step into that field no more, but a man will hold that rejection against every woman that he comes across. Or, um, well, my daddy didn't do X, Y, and Z, so I don't have to do X, Y, and Z. Definitely have mommy and daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And and it's never checked, it's never talked about, it's never um it, it's never discussed, it's none of that. And that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. I ain't gonna say it's crazy because I don't say I have mommy issues, but the issues with my mother don't Inter, uh, don't interface with me being a mother or how I deal with other women. But a man mother can hurt them and that affects how they deal with other women, especially in a relationship sense. Right. Or um, that uh, the barbershop talk. Some of it ain't really. What's the word I'm looking for? Progressive, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Because you you talking about it, you vent it out, but do you have a solution to come with it? Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a solution to come with it? Um, and not to stab into the like celebrity realm. Like Will Smith. I think that, you know, he he just fed up mentally with people. So mm-hmm. at the awards, he did spaz out. Because something, yeah. something could have prevented that. 
again, that's that to me, that's when you got into a relation with relationship with somebody because it looks good, but it's been plenty of signs where it ain't been looking good. If if that makes sense. No, yes, maybe so. Mm-hmm. Cause I I mean, people do what they want to in a relationship. You want to be in, in an open relationship, fine, cool. But um if somebody's telling me they ain't really want to marry me at first, why would I still continue to marry them? I don't know. Um, so, so what's your thoughts on, um, uh, you know, men seeking therapy on like a full-time basis? Would you date a guy who's in therapy? Yes. Yes, I would, because it means that they are willing to, to do the work just to be a better person, but also understanding that once you are in therapy, once you start unpacking some things. You no longer make excuses for the behavior. Once it has been addressed and you have identified where that behavior comes from, you don't continue in that same behavior saying, oh, well, the reason why I do this is because uh, I have abandonment issues from my mom or my dad. No. Once it has been addressed, once you know the root cause of why you do or, or move in this certain way, you continue to do the work. So it goes beyond just that time that you spend with your therapist. You have to actively do the work all the time. Unless you're just going to stay in the same boat that you're in. But yes, I absolutely would date a man that's in therapy. And if he's, you know, if he's doing the work, if he's just going to therapy and just like how Molly was or insecure, like she wasn't doing the, the work at first. Remember, she's making everything out to be everybody else's fault. Mm. So I actually need to see some, it needs to be some progress in you being in therapy consistently. How about you? Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I would date a goddess in therapy, but I also need to know what stage he's in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you just fresh into therapy, we nine times ten not gonna probably work because you still holding on to whatever um I guess baggage that you've had to make you start. Mm-hmm. And something that I may say to you that may not be nothing, it could be I don't like lettuce on my sandwiches that may trigger you to feel some type of way about. Keisha from when you was 22 who lied about like uh, let who lied about lettuce on the sandwich making her sick when she was really pregnant and it wasn't your baby type shit so you get what I'm saying like it just it mm-hmm. depends I would date them but I would also need to know like what stage you what stage you in on therapy because um I don't want nobody to back uh backslide on my on my on my watch I don't want nobody to um you know, harm themselves on my watch. The whole toxic thing that the younger kids are into, I'm not really into that. Like the toxic behavior, 
it, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. Some some of the situations are funny, but then at the same time, once you sit and think about it, like why would you want to continue that type of lifestyle at this big age of in my middle thirties? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, back to the question at hand. Yes, but I still would need to know just a little bit more. And of course, men are going to open up right when you and some men are open books. Most men aren't. But I still would need to know a little bit more because I don't have time for, um, you know, you having a mental breakdown in this because of me, because I said something small or because I did something or because I wore something or whatever the case may be. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that mental goes a lot with a lot of the behaviors that men have. Um how they think, how they move. Um, and then I, I want to say balance. I, I barely see uh, a man who can balance um, a lot of life trauma and just be okay. Mm-hmm. Because I've talked with plenty of men, they're like, I got X, Y, and Z going on, and I just push through it, but shit, sometimes at night I cry. And that's okay. It's okay to cry, but um, don't think that it's not. Like, I don't like the whole uh, when little boys cry and they quit being a punk. Quit being a punk. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to him because... He gonna think he can't never cry again. Uh, that goes from your mama said you can't cry, so you can't cry, right? So when you get this woman and she's being emotional with you, and she's being vulnerable with you, and you looking at her like she got shit on her face, you done lost your woman because you you afraid to be vulnerable and, and cry or you know say how you feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but for. The month of June, have a drink for tea. Hey. So um, people love in the LBGTQ plus community. This yes. is good black music. Black men book a um appointment to go see a doctor. Go see take care of your feet, take care of your heart, take care of your teeth, take care of your mind. Just take care of yourself in general. Sometimes you can't be, you could be a superhero, but superheroes also got to take a nap. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. no superheroes ain't took no nap because I, I remember uh, Superman sleeping, Batman <laughs> in the back cave. So, you know, take care of yourself. Um, with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. You can find us on uh, social media on Facebook, Love Drop Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Love Drop Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Kirby Vixen. And what's your handle, C? You can find me on Twitter at T the Gym. You can find me on Instagram at underscore T the Gym. Uh, sidebar. So the gym is for gym as in like a stone or is it Gemini? Because you know it's Gemini season. Oh. oh okay. I see what you did there, Jay-Z. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> um, we welcome all um, questions, commentary, 
uh, subjects. If you want to be a guest, let us know. You can inbox us or you can email us. It is in the show notes. Um, we do have Patreon episodes um, on Patreon at the red level. We have more content coming out. Um, and we look forward to talking with you all next month. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you all.